Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 166 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. I am your clinically depressed host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? And joining us in the studio uh, once again, welcome back to one of the original co-founders of the Codex Prime podcast, the man of the hour, Aris Tejeda. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, boys? <laughs> it's good to be back. Yes, yes. Uh, we Especially on this uh, momentous occasion. Oh, yes. It's momentous for several reasons, <laughs> several unexpected ones. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, the final episode of Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. Uh, yeah, we have a whole lot to say about this episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and... Uh, does it go down as one of the best TV series finales in history, or oh. or is it the total opposite? Well, that's the joy of watching this episode. You'll find out soon enough. And uh, you can listen to the sounds of millions of disappointed Game of Thrones fans worldwide with your pair of Studio Regent headphones. <laughs> I swear you're loving the creative way, the creative, the creative process of just segueing into our sponsor oh yeah but oh, yeah, yeah highly if you want some affordable fashionable and high quality headphones all you got to do is go to studio.com use the promo code codex codex podcast codex podcast to get 50 percent, 15 percent off and as always free shipping in the usa there you go that was that was almost perfect yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> Tied. I see. Uh, it's, it's it's like getting back in the saddle, like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do you remember the the good old fashioned vintage Carl Bird summaries? summaries oh, yeah. oh, those those were my favorite, absolute favorite. Love me some Carl Bird summaries. But at least I'm still holding it down with the Victor freakouts. There you go. Yeah, I'm glad to see not much has changed, boys. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll get into a bit about uh, what we've been up to and whatnot uh, before we get into the meat of the discussion. Uh, once again, the chat is live, so be sure to drop your thoughts as we go. Uh, so we'll start with you, Aaron, since it's been such a long time, two years, since uh, since the Codex Prime podcast became a two-man operation. So what is, how's life, man? What you been up to, man? Man, has it really been that long? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, time flies, man. Life, living life makes it go by so fast. So uh I don't know if you heard. Yeah. I'm a father. Oh, really? So <laughs> 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 uh no uh for the second time i, I now have two kids uh have the two years since uh you know bought a house uh, all that good stuff so life uh life has gone fast mm. so you know living living a lot of life enjoying it uh with with my kids my son is now about to be seven months old and it's 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 a joy, man. That's that's really what life is is all about. It's about family. That comes first. Yeah. So uh, you know, other than that, if we're talking about the the nerd verse, uh, you know, I'll keep it I'll keep it short because I want to get into this uh, this episode. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting into this one right here. Oh, you know yeah. my long history. If you're an original Codex Prime podcast listener, you know my long history. Uh, with Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire, yep. as well as uh, one George Fat Fat Martin. 
Yes. So we'll get into all that. Uh, but I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Uh, that that's that's what I've been up to as far as just uh, video games. Uh, it it's been uh really really good so i don't know if you know the history of destiny 2 uh you know it, it's had its ups and downs but you know the developers in the community have sort of come to a to a place where things are you know <laughs> way way better than they used to be so yeah. uh you know d2 launch is kind of a disaster i dropped off as pretty much did all of my friends that played the game uh for those that don't know destiny 2 is one of those online looter shooters uh think anthem but way 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 better yeah. um and uh you know the the game is now at a place where it's freaking fantastic everything is is really really solid from the gameplay to the content to the storytelling and all of that good stuff and just mm-hmm. to sort of wrap things up to where they are now uh recently they just released a big content drop where it was a secret mission that dropped in the game and the developers didn't announce anything they just dropped it in a patch mm. some of the information was quickly data mined that day and the community got to work and figuring out what the quest was and it was like a crazy cool thing where uh you know the people that play the game got together offline i mean on, on the internet offline out of the game on reddit on twitter uh on youtube mm-hmm. so on and so forth and it was like a whole community effort to figure out what the hell this quest was what the reward was at the end yeah. uh you know figuring out the puzzles like there's people that put together spreadsheets and 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 all this and that to figure out how the mission would go and at the end you got this really cool uh exotic weapon out of the deal and everybody's just you know everybody just loved it like you know me and my friends everybody just kind of played through it it was really cool and uh that's just the kind of experience where uh especially someone like me where i don't have like a ton of time yeah. uh to game uh you know as it is these days uh it, it's just cool to sort of see that sort of community involvement every game doesn't have that especially you know i play a lot of offline games rpgs and that type of thing so just seeing something like that was really cool so uh you know shout out to destiny 2 if you if you dropped off or you don't know about it hop in it's really fun okay yeah that's what's up yeah i actually downloaded destiny 2 and it was a free game on playstation plus you play it yeah you should play it yeah i might get i might get into it it's really good okay yeah, Wait till they have one of the sales on Forsaken, because I know that what they gave away for free was Vanilla Destiny 2. There's been yeah. several content drops since then, so nice. you need to get like the Forsaken pack that comes with the two expansions before that, and then there's a season pass you need to buy that's the latest content right now. Okay. Uh, so Destiny 2 has a lot to do, a lot. Like there's, It's going to be very hard to run out of stuff to do in that game. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely look into that. Yep. Nice. And uh, so, anything else? Something like any, like other games, movies, even. I started teachers? playing Dragon Quest Eleven, but I'm yeah. I'm so early in that that I can't really speak on it too too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been on my anime grind, so okay. <laughs> I'm still still loving anime. One Punch Man season two oh. is friggin' awesome. Uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is mm-hmm. really really good for my anime heads out there. If you uh, okay. need a recommendation, check those out. Uh, and uh, one of the best anime series to come out probably in the last decade mm-hmm. i would say uh really underrated show mob psycho 100 season two is fantastic i can't recommend it highly enough okay and so these are on crunchy check those out yeah. uh most of those are on Crunchyroll. one punch man is on hulu all right cool yep good to know good to know yeah some yeah. good stuff out there man yeah 
Uh, yeah, as that's for me, um, just just still still squeezing some time in for like different games and whatnot. Um, just started playing Detroit Become Human. Nice. I saw that. I saw that you yep. were playing that. Yep, I nice. got yeah finished the first playthrough. Um, one character survived. Um, another character died. Then the other character, well, also survived, but you know, not not exactly the best ending. So I'm starting a whole new playthrough, making different Sounds choices. Sounds a lot like Game of Thrones. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except Detroit had better writing, as it turns out. <laughs> but sad. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, just playing playing that right now. Um, still on my movie movie grind. Um, just watched an awesome, awesome action epic uh, last weekend. John Wick Chapter oh, 3. Oh, man, I can't wait to go Woo! see that. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. Have you seen the previous two John Wick films? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of John Wick. Yeah, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. That's that's two and a half hours of just injected in my veins. Just nice. like, I mean, some just just excellent, excellent, uh, well, masterfully directed action. Nice. Um, Chad Stileski, Stahelski still doing the damn thing. One of the best action directors out there. Mm-hmm. He directed the previous film. Uh, uh, the film takes place like right after John Wick Chapter 2. Oh, nice. Yep. So he's, he's like on the run and everything. Yep. All right, cool. On the run, $14 million bounty on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Berry's in it, and it's so refreshing to see her in a, gr- in a great movie. It's been, what, a decade <laughs> since since then? It's been then. a while, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the action, especially the hand to hand combat, is just outrageous. Um, I will say one of the, one of the one of the killings involves a book, and that's all I'll say. I mean, it's been done. Yeah, well, I mean, not like not, not like not quite like this in, in okay. John Wick, but right. but man, like Keanu Reeves, man, I I cannot wait to see like if if they do come out with a part four, I can't wait for that. Didn't they say that it was supposed to be a trilogy? They said it was supposed to be a trilogy, but they have ideas for a future sequel. Mm. No, it's actually like in the works. Instead oh, okay. of stone, they're making a part four. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, hey, money talks. Yeah, but, but, money uh, talks, but, but I... Would you say that John Wick was for the popcorn munching, mouth breathing? No, it's not It's not like Fast and Furious. Like It's it's not It's not a movie where it's just like... It's a thinking man's action movie, Carl. Yeah, there's actual world building that makes sense, not just like two cartoon characters that's, going that's one it. thing i always appreciated about john wick like yeah. if you really read into like the the world that they've built like a lot of it makes a lot of, like it's kind of silly sense yeah you know like <laughs> <laughs> like the dudes that make armors the suit makers mm-hmm. and the weaponsmiths and all that like, it's sort of like modern uh professions but they're all like these old school assassin yeah. equipment <laughs> providers and stuff like that all that mm. stuff is really cool yeah uh and the hotel that's like a worldwide chain for just as yeah like all that stuff was really cool like if you really mm. think about it like they do built a, a world that makes sense oh yeah absolutely and like i would put like with john wick chapter three with the whole John Wick trilogy, I would put that right up there with the raid. Wow, the raid you know how I feel about the raid, Vic. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Remember, we oh. got together at your house to watch that. Yep, oh, still one of my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah, the raid one and two, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Like nice. this decade has been killing it with like with action with the action genre. Some of the best films we've seen in that whole genre. So yeah. yeah, so if you haven't seen John Wick Chapter Three, you know you need to get on that because that shit is fire. Nice and. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you could wait for like Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, if you're an idiot, but you know, it's whatever. We're gonna go see. Hobbs I'm gonna and be Shaw. watching that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, 
And I, I want to know who's like whose five year old son wrote that screenplay. <laughs> A very rich person's five year old. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious, one of those, you know, Fam Squad movies. You know, not ma- not made for people who who demand a lot from their entertainment. They just you like, mean a movie just, for super awesome friends who enjoy each other's company? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, you know, make of it what you will. High fives never change. <laughs> <laughs> we still got the high fives. But, uh, but I, I, I kid, I kid. But yes, John Wick Chapter 3, check it out in theaters now. Uh, Furman's on the chat. What's going on? Um, yes, I am growing my creepy beard to celebrate. Um <laughs> Yes, yes, uh, you <laughs> motherfucker. Um, <laughs> that's why you'll never be on the show again. But anyway, Carl, I can make it happen. What have you been up to these uh, this past week? Um, not really too much. Uh, because I want, I do want to, just like Ira said, I want to keep this short and sweet. I, because you know, we both got, we both are like waiting to unleash on this episode. Yes. But um, I can say one thing I've been up to was the latest episode of um. Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard was actually uh, pre-recorded from back in September, and it mm-hmm. was the uh, roast yes. of Bruce Pritchard, and holy shit, mm-hmm. hilarious! Like especially if you're a wrestling fan, I know Aris is way too cool for too cool for all this, but if you're a hot I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. I just dropped off a while ago, <laughs> but I'm timing you, Carl. I told you this ain't gonna turn into the Codex Wrestling Podcast today. <laughs> we got things to talk about. Exactly. Make That's it snappy, Carl. Like, well, Make it snappy. Well, talk but yeah just so many jokes and jude uh that ensued um i know they had some wrestlers on there um x-pac was on there which he bombed but anyway um Hmm. eric bischoff jeff jarrett patterson and briscoe told some great stories but then yeah comedians like um one of them i can't remember all of them off the top of my head but i know ron funches was one of them yeah he absolutely like killed it. Yeah. yeah, he did. So yeah, just jokes of I mean jokes about like inside the business, everything that we saw and all that, hilarious. So I urge you to just find this episode and just listen to it. It's definitely a good laugh. Um, also, uh, this past weekend, shout out to my boy Wilson. He had his bachelor party, and um, no, it was just great fun all around. Like it's actually, it, it was just like it was just great. You, to be around them we're not really around each other as much as we used to be but mm-hmm. just being you know being around and just celebrating one of our one of your closest friends milestones is always a good great time and i know ours can agree with me on that one yeah that was a good time man yeah um other than that my usual comic book reading my still playing a shit ton of mortal Kombat when i can nice and yo let's get let's get into it all right so Oh, take go all ahead, right, man. So, I'm just I'm just getting myself ready. <laughs> all right, so yeah, um, let's get into um, yes, uh, yes, Furman. He did mess up the live read for the headphones, uh, <laughs> but, but um, but yeah, um, our main topic is Game of Thrones season eight, episode six, the series finale titled "The Iron Throne," aka best season ever. Uh, by Amelia Clark. Um, her eyebrows told a different story in that interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was written and directed by D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, a.k.a. Dumb and Dumber, a.k.a. How the fuck did you mess up this show, y'all motherfuckers? Anyway, uh, let's, let, let's, let's start off with, the, uh, with, with my initial thoughts real quick. Okay. You have- can, can, I, can I just 
say something before we start? Yes. Because I feel like I know how this is going to go. I feel like the overwhelming majority of... Going. I got it. <laughs> Carl <laughs> uh, it, of of the reception for the episode and just the season as a whole has been overwhelmingly negative. You know that's no secret. So, mm-hmm. how how do you feel about starting off by talking about some of the positives of the episode before we get lost mm. into the hate? Oh, I can do that. I mean, it's it's up to y'all. Just tonight, they're just throwing it out there. I don't, I'm, actually no, cool. I'm actually a, cool with that. A, I, I like, like, if something is bad, I do like to try to find some type of positive, right. you know, to balance it out. Right, right, and all it is is just going to turn into Victor talking about a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> 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 I just mean, we, pure hate. We, we all know that D&D fucked up. Oh, yeah. But they're just a small part of what makes the show. And there's a lot of people that worked real hard, and they actually did a good job. Oh, yeah. Like, the actors you came in. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of good acting, the visual effects, the music. I mean, there's there's a lot of positive that you can take away that's not the story and the writing. Right. So, uh, I mean, just uh, I, can, I can start and, and just say just in general, it's not really the show but i i you know the 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 show itself the people that worked on it and the fandom as a whole i feel like we all you know regardless of how it ended we we definitely experienced something special that we may not see for a long time um the level of discourse theory crafting and just all-around conversation that this show inspired is not something that you see in entertainment today you know what i mean the whole binge culture and netflix and all the other streaming services have kind of killed that off and i'm i'm really glad that uh hbo you know still does the the weekly uh episode format for their programs because it allows for for us to take it all in and talk about it and as a society kind of uh you know dissect it i don't think i've seen it to the level of game of thrones and it's it was when it was really good it was really good like especially the first couple of seasons where you know everything you had the books to go off of and the show was very faithful to the books but there were some things that the show you know did change and you know there was still a lot of unknown at the time and everything was really 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 cool so just as as a whole i think the experience overall uh regardless of how it ended was a really positive one uh for game of thrones so you know kudos to hbo kudos to the showrunners the people that work on the show and the fans in general for all that Mm. now would you say like a show like this will be in the conversation of greatest shows of all time it it's up there it's i would say one of greatest shows of all time i mean for better or worse it like on a technical level and like the, the the like the world building on that level, sure, but but without without that ending, that ending is gonna hobble it like forever. Like you can't you you're gonna it's gonna, it's gonna have an asterisk. It's like oh yeah, the yeah. world the world craft was great, but the ending. I, I agree with Victor, but it's also a bit of recency bias as well. I feel like taints it. I think that that's a question that you probably want to ask a couple of years down the road. You know what I mean? I think it's really hard to stick the landing on just about any great tale to to begin with. So 
you know, th- this one hurts more than most. Yeah. But as a whole, I don't want to take away from what the show was. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel that it was one of the best shows that has ever been, you know, put to screen mm-hmm. myself. That's my opinion. Yeah, valid. Uh, any other thoughts, Carl? Um, About the positives? Pretty much, like, uh, pretty much. Aris echoed my, you know, well, going off of Aris's um, sentiments, I 100% agree. Like, there's, there are positives there, but it's just like, you know, the final season did, like, taint it. I just believe that if we actually had a full season, like I mentioned before, if we did have a full season, a full. Like 10, 10 episodes. episodes. I don't even think that would have been enough. <laughs> they needed they needed like two more full seasons because if you remember, uh, season seven was also truncated. That was also a short season. Yeah. Hey, what? Yeah, was seven like, seven hey, episodes. Seven? Yeah. Like, no, seven episodes on that one. Yeah. Um, I'll say like for me, like one of the positives, like besides like as you meant, as you two mentioned, like the acting, mm-hmm. um, like they all they all brought it uh, for what they were given. Um, the cinematography was on point. Yeah. Um, also the the musical score as well. Like, yeah, Ramin Djawadi's score yeah. has always been a highlight for me on that show. Yeah, and I think he should des- he deserves an Emmy for his work. I agree. Yeah. Has he not gotten one? Um, I think he has. Okay, because I was yeah. gonna say that's ridiculous if he has because he's been doing awesome work for like ten years straight. Yeah. On that show, yeah, because you composed the theme song, correct? Yep. Yeah, I have he's, to say, he's been the composer for the entire show. Yeah, he's the theme song is iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 the cast, like like everyone in everyone in the main cast, deserves to punch their ticket to any project project that they that they want to do. Mm. Um, for the most part, I disagree with that. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I always thought. <laughs> I said I haven't commented. I always thought John the John Snow actor was real mediocre. <laughs> well, we'll get into him later <laughs> on. But um, okay, old, old Kit Harrington. I don't, don't want to not you know give him credit say his name, but I always thought he was real mediocre. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Small dude. I still but, can't believe like he how unbearably small he is. <laughs> like when I saw him in that that episode of SNL, I'm just like, yo, he's really skinny. He's like really short and they just make him look so big in the show with all that yeah, where's a lot of armor and furs man yeah but uh but yeah uh, what's up kyle they're go- they're about to go live with the uwo podcast oh, um, I, haven't, I haven't commented since vic was bald <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah when but yeah now that we got the positives out of the way uh let's let's get into what we really want to talk about <laughs> so <laughs> so like you know, like I like I was gonna say in the beginning, um, you look at shows like Breaking Bad, The Shield, and The Wire. You know, three great shows that had that had had strong beginnings and even stronger conclusions. Like tied up everything in a neat bow. Bow, you left satisfied. On the other side of the aisle, you have Lost, Dexter, fuck Dexter, and <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. You know, I've never seen the last season of Dexter because of that. Yeah, don't bother. Like I never. I, <laughs> That's just a show where I would watch the entire season in like one shot, basically, like in a weekend. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the last season was so bad, I literally said, nope, not even going to do it. Wanna, My yeah. Dexter is still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stop at the end of season four? Uh, right before the last season, if I remember right. Oh, okay. So the, the, the next to last season, I think, was the last one I watched, if yeah. I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Season four, like with the Trinity Killer, that was it. 
Yeah, yeah. that's oh <laughs> man, that was good. Yeah. Oh, John Lithgow. Oh yes. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I stopped. <laughs> yeah. So like with those shows, like you have you have shows that also had strong beginnings but flopped hard at the end, like right at the end, just like fumbled at the five yard line. Game of Thrones, unfortunately, belongs with those with those aforementioned three shows in the Hall of Shame. It had so much promise on the strength of its source material alone. Hmm. You would think that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss would be able to capably finish the show on their own after the show surpassed the books. That has not been the case with this with this episode, The Iron Throne. What we got was a bunch of bunch of nothing. What what offends me about this episode, and we'll get into all, all the details, is that all the world building, all the mythologizing, like the three eyed raven, you know, the the, the many faced god, you know, the the night king, and, and all this, the night's watch, and all this, uh, the politicking at King's Landing, and all all throughout the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros, amounted to nothing. It meant nothing. What was the theme of the show? Nothing. R plus L equals J. Our, nothing. Nothing. That's the exactly. one that pisses me off the most. Yeah. That one right there too, like that—that that pisses me off as well because, like, it built Jon Snow to be like, oh man, like the the mm-hmm. the, the, the theories for years, you mm-hmm. know, con- confirming Jon Snow's true parentage, John Aegon Stark Targaryen Snow. Eh, he's just a guy. Yeah. Just do. And as a matter of fact, two lines the entire scene. Useless. He is useless. You, he, he's a plank. <laughs> he is a fucking plank. Two I'm, lines the entire season. Yeah. You are my queen. I don't want it. Yeah. That's it. That is it. I don't want it. I love how he used that like it was just the solution. That was just the answer to all the problems. John, we're surrounded by the Night King and his forces. What do we do? I don't want it. (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. All right. Well, there you go. We're safe now. Hey. Hey, yo. He don't want it. All right. That's what you should do. Going back north. don't want it. All right, see you later. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I saw I saw a a post on Twitter that like Kit Harrington must have been like the highest paid extra in the history of television Uh because that was that was what he was this whole season. Just to to be fair, I don't think they gave him much to work with. And again, I am I am no fan of Kit Harrington as an actor. Uh, I I think he wasn't given much at all to do this season, like. Yeah, there's such a, you know, you want to subvert expectations and all that bullshit, but you also want to pay off your damn character building. Yeah. You've built him up for seven seasons, mm-hmm. and then he's completely fucking useless. Yeah. It was like, it was, that was so mad. Yeah. Like, why did they resurrect him? And it's like, you could have taken a literal plank of wood, slapped Kit Harrington's face on it, like a cardboard cutout, attached a sword, and that, that would you would have gotten the same performance, just voiceover. It. Yep. Yeah. That that was what we got. And sorry, I finish your, your thoughts, Vic. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, and also like the, the some of the logic gaps, like in terms of like the character decisions, and and and, I, and, I, and we brought this up last week, was that like it was obvious that that D and D either smartened up or dumbed down certain characters in order to make them fit in this in the plot to make the plot fit, make the plot run. Such Ty- as it was. Tyrion comes to mind. Yep, yeah. Tyrion comes to mind. Um, some uh, Grey Worm comes to mind, which that whole that whole King's Council scene. We'll get into that later on. Yeah. That shit irritated the fuck out of me. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm right there with you on that yeah. one. Yeah, 
and also also when when Tyrion was you know surveying the damage at the bottom of the red keep you mean to tell me that basically Jamie and Cersei could have no. literally stepped five feet let's, to the right? Yeah. Okay. And now they we're getting into specific grievances. Yeah, let's get, let's yo, yeah, Carl, get your general thoughts yeah. out there. We'll get into a recap. I yeah. Because now, like, those grievances are better left for when we recap the specific scenes. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, it was. It was just, just like you said. I did not walk away with joy or even a sense of closure mm-hmm. like okay the last big event that we just we in the nerdverse just had endgame yeah everybody left with something whether you loved it or hated it, you gotten some type of closure from 11 years mm-hmm. of movies yeah okay we just got damn near a decade of great content great tv yeah to end it with is it's like i feel like I, i'm not I wasn't done. Yeah. I'm like, there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, that's it. Yeah, it was like, it was like the general feeling was like, I wasn't mad. I was more disappointed than angry. That's, that's a what, lot of yeah, that's what it, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, if we go back to uh, the beginning um, of the episode, so you had, uh, you had Daenerys, you know, turning full heel from out of nowhere because we got to subvert expectations, bro. <laughs> It was like so many plot holes, and it's just unfair. Like, like yeah. I said last week, we have to fill those in. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like if your audience has to do more more of the legwork in order to make sense of your story, then you did you fucked up as a writer. Yeah, yeah, I don't like having to fill in my own head cannon for why something happens in a show. Yeah, I mean, there, you want to generally believe that you're audience is smart enough to understand mm-hmm. something that you're trying to convey on the screen Not but you enough. also have to give the audience something yeah. to believe that yeah, we absolutely. we can definitely you know put two and two together but you have to give that two and two like you don't have to give <laughs> them you don't have to connect them we'll do it yeah. but damn give us the pieces <laughs> For that, the only good thing about that is what it's been doing it's it's given us conversation. Yeah. Not the best conversation, but conversation nonetheless. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, like content for like multiple podcasts out there and even among friends and at the water cooler and whatnot. But yeah, so after Daenerys turns into Dragon Hitler, you know, she... <laughs> Did have a very Third Reich feel to that whole entire first third of the show <laughs> yeah like so she goes and she makes her triumphant speech about liberating well you forget people. you forget mm-hmm. the show started with Tyrion walking through the bombed mm-hmm. uh city yeah. uh, of king's landing yes so before she gives that speech we first and this is again you you had already mentioned it mm-hmm. and this is what i mean by you have to sometimes trust your audience to get it yeah instead of you know being so damn heavy-handed and smacking us in the mouth with it Mm -hmm. it pissed me the hell off that they had Tyrion go under the damn red keep Mm -hmm. find a golden hand sticking out of a mind you single layer of bricks (laughs) like it made me feel like if they had you know, some hard hats, a really sturdy umbrella, maybe. Mm-hmm. They would have probably survived. Yeah. They didn't even have head wounds. No, 
they didn't. They looked perfectly preserved. I saw one cut right like a close to the temple. <laughs> none of that. Like, none of that looked fatal. <laughs> none of it looked fatal. No caved in cranium. It looked like they were just sitting there having a nap. Yeah. Under some rocks. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you how little faith the the writers, the D and Ds, had in the audience to you know sort of go, oh shit, Tyrion's looking at the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. He knows that his brother and sister are dead. Yeah, you know, maybe just have him stand outside or stand upstairs a little bit. Don't make me think that he like he literally goes up to a blocked off entryway. And you're to make me understand that he dug that uh, uh, at least a hole big enough for him to fit in so that he can get to the area where they died. Yeah. And then this bullshit where the golden hand is just sitting there splayed out. Fuck that. I'm not stupid, (laughs) Game of Thrones. I'm not dumb. You don't have to do that for me. I get it. Okay. Shout out to Peter Dinklage, though. Hell of, hell of a performance yeah, with that bullshit. Mm-hmm. With the crying. Mm-hmm. I felt it. All and, right? Yeah. like Fuck he, that scene, though. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely agree. My thoughts exactly. Like, like Peter Dinklage does an excellent job of turning chicken, chicken salad from chicken shit. Yeah. And, man. And like I said, like, it's like five feet to the left. You could have survived. You could have just held, you know, held it up, mm-hmm. held it down. You've been all right. Yep. You probably would have gotten, gotten executed by, you know, Daenerys, but you'll be all right. Way more, way more breaks. satisfying. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and then like you had, then you had a scene where, um, yo, just sorry to interrupt. Right. I'm seeing some long ass comments in that chat, yo. <laughs> yeah, Furman you know, Furman said that uh, season eight should have should have been just the Night King. Jon Snow had the worst character arc I've ever seen. You build up to him to reveal that he's a Stark Targaryen and what? To the wall with him. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that because I have a lot of shit to bullshit. say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean the hole in the wall? <laughs> also, uh, Drogon is his favorite character. And Furman also says Drogon is his favorite character. He's a veteran of two to four wars. Lost two brothers. Lost his mother, but got rid of the evil throne corrupting Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> so the real hero is Drogon? Well, it all makes sense now, boys. Yeah. <laughs> D&D, real geniuses. Yeah, no, fairness, like, oh, yeah. The Iron Throat looked very <laughs> uncomfortable. Everybody was really fighting for it just to sit in a very uncomfortable chair. Yeah, could have brought a cushion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that Bron brought, brought his own chair. He did. But, uh... Good. Right. So, the, the, the Daenerys Hitler. Continue. Yeah. Yep, so, yeah, Daenerys Hitler. Uh, we had we had her give her speech to her seemingly, you know, un, unbothered, unsullied, and Dothraki forces who seemed to not have lost a man in the Battle of Winterfell. They seemed like their numbers were replenished somehow. Fair. And uh, which was like another logic gap. And also Dothraki, what do they do? They their hobbies include rape and pillaging. So, you know, with Daenerys gone, what's I guess they have a problem on their hands. I don't know. Um, also, also like uh, Daenerys, she gives her a speech about liberating the people. I, I I like to believe that the crowd the crowd lands are a lot more fertile and filled with Dothraki babies these days. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know, you know, we gotta make sense of this shit show. But, but apparently she makes she makes her uh, her her uh, dragon Reich speech, 
Tyrion Tyrion walks up to her and is just thoroughly disgusted and horrified by her actions. Resigns as Hand of the King. Daenerys charges him with treason, so he's escorted to his uh, little uh, prison cell. Uh, Jon Snow is just off looking like a plank as usual. You know, if, if if this if this was a video game, he would have two dialogue options. I don't want it, and she's my queen. And a third dialogue option, which is which remains grayed out for some reason. But. But yeah, so and also um, you had Grey Worm who's executing the remaining Lannister forces, even though they've surrendered. Um, Davos said, "Like, how how much more defeated do you want them to be? We're done. You don't need to. Stop. You don't need to kill anymore. They're all dead. They're all dead. Me Sunday. I dropped me Sunday. <laughs> so they they did Grey Worm dirty in this episode. Yeah, so dirty. <laughs> yeah, just got one more, just one positive about that." Uh, when that? freaking okay, when Daenerys was just walking out and you had the dragon behind her and she had that was an awesome visual. It was. That's the only okay. There's I mean, a it, positive again. It was another it, awesome visual, another yeah. like super heavy-handed, you know, visual cue to let us know. Oh, she is now like fucking dark queen yeah. Daenerys. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and can, but it looks super cool. Yeah. That's it. And can I ask a question? What the fuck is Arya doing at King's Landing? I thought she left on the horse. Why was the horse there in the last episode? And she's still hanging around. Great question. Okay, so I only brought that brought it up just for that season with the whole four husband and apocalypse connection. Okay, so that also brings up another question for me and a real huge logic gap. So you mean to tell me that you know? That you have a supernatural stealth assassin yep. that could theoretically have easily mm-hmm. snuck into King's Landing and taken out Cersei. Yeah. And literally no one said, hey, that would avoid the death of like a million people. Yeah. It's a good point. No one. <laughs> the Legit no one. Not even well, used. Well, well, I will counter that, sir. By saying that Sandor talked her out of a life of vengeance. Don't be like me. You have a whole life ahead of you, young lady. Yeah, but that was like that. Okay, so see, I didn't mind that moment because yo, they had they had done the work of building up those two characters and their rapport and their relationship over several seasons. Yeah. So I that moment didn't bother me. You know, obviously it's still a little bit bullshit, but whatever. It didn't bother me that it was coming from the Hound, obviously. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. Also, the fucking Clegane Bowl happened right after. So hype. Okay. Yeah. I was hype. Fan service. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, you can't even fault that because that all happened after like the war councils where somebody should have been like, hey, yo, can't you like change faces like kill kyburn take his fucking face and murder her that would have been dope one per like one person wouldn't even taken an army one person would just done it yeah they've been over mm-hmm. didn't even need the dragon nope drogon could have just stayed home claws up chilling yeah. eating goats yeah pretty much see what i mean <laughs> And mind you, I mean, Arya, she killed the entire Frey family. And what? Literally, her whole shit was, I want to kill Cersei. And nobody was like, you want to give that a go? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, I mean, you want to. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, just give that a try. Yeah. 
crazy. I mean, everybody's tired. We literally said that at the war council, even mm. though crazy dragon ladies all like, nah, fuck that. We walking. Mm. I mean, you, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It still makes me so mad. <laughs> it wasn't even mentioned. That's the thing. Yeah. So Arya went through that whole thing mm-hmm. of becoming a minute face god. Just to kill all the fray and that's it. Like we could have, she could have gotten so much more use out of it and just mm-hmm. oh, that's it. All the fray. We're done. The last time we yeah. saw those faces is when Sansa found her face bag under the the bed. Oh yeah, that's literally the last time any type of face changing was even mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's so sad. Yeah, and and the face changing. What did that lead up to? Nothing. Not, Much like everything else. Yeah, and so uh, and so after the after the speech, we had this one scene, and this one scene really irritated me. It was a scene between John and Tyrion where they had their you know that, their their little conversation about what to do, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if you got the same feeling, you guys, but. I felt like it was the writers speaking through those characters to justify their shit decisions this season. <laughs> and then because like John was trying to say, well, you know, you know, atrocities are committed in war. You know, it happens sometimes. That's basically the gist of his speech. And Tyrion's like, she burned women and children. Are you really going to try to stick up for your queen? She's my queen. She mu- she's my queen. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> that that scene bothered the hell out of me, and I think it's very valid to feel like I didn't feel like the writers were were you know speaking directly through those characters. I just felt like it was shit writing, uh, for just the the fact you know just the fact that what we know of these characters uh, as we've gotten to know them over the you know last decade. Yeah. I don't think that Jon Snow would need all this fucking convincing yeah. that, you know, Daenerys, even though the whole Daenerys heel turn thing is bullshit. Once it happened, it happened. You can't have Jon Snow be like, but, but she's, she's McQueen. <laughs> she's got to rule the realms of men. <laughs> oh, they were other lines? <laughs> I mean, if you remember, he gave a speech at one yeah. point in the season. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He did. <laughs> In the same ass tone, every line. Yep. <laughs> uh, so w- once it happened, I feel like there there needed to be a decisive turn for John's character as well, where he understood what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he needed to be talked into it by Tyrion just makes him way more of a useless little bitch once again yeah. uh, in, in this episode. Um, the thing that makes it even worse is that... <sighs> We are meant to believe that he feels this way because he loves Daenerys. Mm-hmm. And they did the worst job of building that relationship. I never for a fucking second bought that those two were in love in any way, shape, or form. Same. Yeah, Awful. Just, just there. And it's like, I mean, I guess they're in love. <laughs> I mean, he I said guess. it. But yeah. it's like, you could tell he had that. Oh, I fucked my aunt. Vibe too as well. Well, I mean, yeah, but he also he never said that. Like, not at any point did was he like, "Hey, listen, I mean, I, I, I want to tap that, but I'm saying where I come, I know it's all good with you, but where I come from, that's nasty. (laughs) So I'm gonna need a minute. I'm just gonna need a few minutes. Just give me a while. It's gonna be okay. 
But no, he just just sat there and fucking stared at her like he was staring at a wall. Yeah. Couldn't step like okay. See, that's another thing that the writers fucked up. Mm-hmm. They made it look like if he had piped down his aunt, she wouldn't have murdered a million people. They yo, literally made yeah. it look that way. Yeah, like she literally was like, "Yo, pipe me down," <laughs> and he's like, "Blank face," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Violence it is, then yeah. fuck it." Mm-hmm. I ain't getting no dick. Nobody getting no dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, fuck you, that, that yo, and 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 a lot of well, a lot of people criticize like the handling of the of the women. Of the, yeah, the bad. Like that's not there. that's yeah. not Daenerys. Yeah. I don't like. That's a disservice to that character. She's like, she's like, you ain't giving me the D. Well, I'm gonna give you fire. Yep. And, and that was it. It was like really so. So basically, like her whole arc was like, yo, bitches be crazy <laughs> if they don't get the D. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, D&D. <sighs> lazy, lazy writing. Yeah. Just lazy. Yeah, never mind all the lore and world building. And, you know, we can overlook the fact that, you know, Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark have no on-screen chemistry together. God, no. But you know, if you if you had the narrative pieces in place to get us to get us from A to B to C logically, we would have been, we would have, we would have overlooked it as a small point. But no, I definitely believe Tormund and Brienne more than I did John and Daenerys. <laughs> he loved so much. Yeah. Now that was love. That was. Oh my gosh! And Brienne was done dirty too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, most characters were done. Jamie Lannister was done dirty. Oh my god, super dirty. How do you throw away seven seasons worth of character development just like that? Yeah. Yep. And so, and so uh, after that uh, wonderful conversation between Tyrion and Jon, um, we have the uh, climactic uh, throne room conversation. It's all destroyed. Only the Iron Throne remains. Daenerys is, you know, feeling herself chilling. Hey, what up, John? What up, nephew? Literally, um, you know, and and John's, you know, John's, you know, confront- can can I interrupt you? I'm sorry. I hate to call you, but I just want to point <laughs> one thing out. I just want to point something out. Yeah. The previous scene with Tyrion, mm-hmm. they made it a point in the shot right before he walks in yeah. to show that he was annoyed because they took away all of his weapons before he went to see the prisoner, mm-hmm. Tyrion. Right. Proceed. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, so, yeah. Make of that what you will. So, yeah, John confronts Daenerys in the throne room. Uh, uh, Daenerys uh, Where she's alone with no guards. Alone, yeah, alone with no guards. And mind you... Before that, by the way, there was a fucking super awesome scene where Drogon totally came out of the snow and that, that shit was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> that was a cool scene. Like, you know, John was walking to the to the throne and all of a sudden, this big lump of snow reveals Drogon chilling. He's looking at looking at John. It's like, like a bouncer at a club. Oh, yeah, you're cool. Come on in. Yeah, yeah. My interpretation... <laughs> So I watched the final episode with uh, Jerome and his girl. They were they came over to my house, and uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, look, he's just looking at him. He's like, oh, it's you again.'" And I'm like, "Ah, he's got that look." And I'm like, he stood up and he looked at John. And he's like, "Smells like bitch in here." <laughs> <laughs> just let him walk up. <laughs> you know what? If Drogon had those actual lines of dialogue, maybe I would have given this. Uh, uh, half a thumbs up but anyway <laughs> but yeah he walks into the throne room you know he conf- he confronts Daenerys Daenerys justifies murdering you know King's Landing innocence by saying that hey well Cersei used them as as human shields Cersei was using their innocence as a weapon so what what was I supposed to do 
um, you could have flown directly to the Red Keep, <laughs> could have burned her while she was staring out the window, and you'd be like, hey, I won. I'm deliberating. Y'all I expected now. that to happen literally that entire episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm sitting there like, What's, what, what are you waiting for? And then, then the stupidity happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so Daenerys states that she's not going to forgive Tyrion. She's not going to forgive the, Lan- the remaining Lannister prisoners. Um, and, of course, the people don't know any better because she's the liberator. She wants to, you know, liberate them from life itself, apparently. Uh, so, and so, yep. and so, in a scene that none of us ever saw coming, you know, Jon and Daenerys, they, they, they get closer together. They embrace... And then, next thing you know, sound effect, stabby sound effect. Daenerys walks back, backwards, taken aback that, oh my god, a knife in my heart. I must die now. <laughs> and then, Drogon comes out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, a dog trying to wake up its dead dead owner. You know, nudging her. I thought that was a little touching. What, does, does, yeah. Drogon, does Drogon decide, does Drogon burn Jon Snow in, in response? No. I guess Drogon in his lizard brain saw that, oh, knife in the chest, knifey chair, burn the chair. The chair killed her. <laughs> Stupid dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of a sudden he just got smart and just said, this throne is a symbol of evil. Yeah, there's there's definitely that. some interpretations you can have to the actions of Drogon. Also, yeah. don't forget, he told her, mm. you're my queen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. He, he I got... saw a meme where it was like they broke down the season for the series finale. And that they mentioned that scene was basically Simba and Mufasa. When Mufasa died, like, dad, get up. Oh, yeah. Dad, get up. Yeah. That was much more dramatic. Simba oh. Mufasa was much more dramatic. Oh, yeah. And plus, I saw another meme of that same scene, Drogon burning down the throne, where it's like, you know, John's like, oh, no, all right, I killed Daenerys, you can, you can kill me now. And then Drogon's like, no, no, John, I will not kill you. The throne is the real villain. And then he gets into like a whole dissertation about the <laughs> symbolism of the throne. Like I said, there's several interpretations you can have. Yeah. So, so, so what a disappointing way for that whole thing to end. The yeah. whole relationship, the whole garbage, horrible relationship between these two characters. Yep. And uh, man, there's just so, so just. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. But but Drogon manages to scoop Daenerys and his talons and fly off east somewhere. Yep. He did. Yeah. There's there were no unsullied to check John's weapons at the door like they did with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. No, there were not. There were not. No. It's and what you get for having a fucking dragon bodyguard, Daenerys. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, that and the fact that like and the fact that like apparently the, the, like after that, somewhere between the killing of Daenerys and like I guess weeks later, John was imprisoned by the Unsullied. You know, John being as stupid as he is, having a having a dumbass Ned Stark sense of honor, he probably snitched on himself to the Unsullied. Of course, he did. Probably went up. I killed my queen. <laughs> I didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Fuck what, you, John Snow? Like, okay, so. What is uh, okay? So this is this is tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it's another lazy writing, you know, moment 
where I feel like they did that so they wouldn't have to explain or show us why in the world Jon Snow was not instantly murdered mm. by Grey Worm yeah. when he found him. Yeah, and Grey Worm would have been it would have been well within not only well within his rights, but it would have been well within the character's logic to like stab him. Sure, right I mean we we all know that Grey Worm are still heartbroken over Missandei, mm-hmm. and to lose his queen that he you know he pledged himself to, who just gave him a hell of a of of a raise and yep. you know uh, a nice new job. Master of War, four hundred one k and all. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been mad. If he straight up skewered Jon Snow, but we are to believe, and again, I mean, I guess you want to give Grey Worm the credit that he realized he walked up and said, hmm, if I skewer this white boy right here, right now, it's going to cause a war. Yeah. So I guess we'd better take him prisoner. Fair enough, I guess. But again, it's that thing that bothers me where the writers just couldn't fucking be bothered to even, you know, point that out or, yeah. you know, put the logic in, in our heads that that's what happened. But we are to put two and two together. I yeah. suppose that that must've been what Grey Worm thought, I guess. Yeah. And again, that, and that's a good point. Cause I was like, well, why doesn't he just murk him right then and there? Yeah. And, yep. and and again, and that's and that's uh, to your point, Carl's like when we have to fill in the blanks and do all the legwork, you fucked up as a writer. Mm-hmm. Lazy writing. <clears throat> and so you know, I guess apparently weeks pass after that incident, and so mm-hmm. we get to the oh, what I feel. Because I remember, because right after that scene, and then it just showed when it shows when what we're about to talk about. I I remember looking at IGN. I have their tweets on alert, and they're just like. Did they just do a time jump? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to read the Wikipedia synopsis. It said weeks later. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. They could have uh, given us the SpongeBob treatment several weeks later. I mean, I think we're supposed to infer that because Tyrion's beard is scraggly. Oh, well, okay then. Yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very minor nitpick. Yeah. Another, another thing, too. Remember when we was excited when... Jon Snow and Daenerys actually finally got together and met. Mm-hmm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, Pepperidge Farm does remember. And that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. absolutely nothing. But we get to the scene, which I felt was the most irritating scene in this whole episode because a lot of problems just came right to the fore, and it was the uh, the the King's Council scene where they had to decide on a new leader. So we had Sansa, we had Sansa, Arya, we had uh, Robin Aaron, you know, he's off the titty milk. Um, <laughs> he's glowed up, apparently. Bro, that titty milk did that boy some good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, inc- incestuous titty milk for the win, but um, for him, you had Gendry looking like a young Christian Bale. You had, uh, let me, who, who else? Edmure Tully, Samwell. Um, you had uh, Anatov, Davos, Bron. Bron. No, Bron was not there. No, was Bron? He wasn't no, there. No, Bron wasn't there. No. Um, yeah. y- you had uh, he was not yet Lord of Highgarden at that point. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that too. <laughs> and we also had a an uh, an unnamed uh, Dornish prince. I guess he was there to remind fans, hey, hey, Game of Thrones fans, remember when y'all talked mad shit about the Dorns, the Dorn storyline, how much that sucked? But you won't do that shit again now, huh? Oh, oh, 
Oh, you mean that famous character, Dorney McDornison? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 the three uh, the 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 Dorn the Dorn Temptations, I guess, what they called <laughs> the Dorn Supremes. Yara was also there. I don't know if you mentioned her. Oh, Yara, Yara mm-hmm. Greyjoy was there. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I guess like one of the other, I guess the person who runs House Mormont now. Or was that another house? I don't know. No, oh, that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. But no, I mean the the Starks run the North. Mormon yeah. is more the Mormons are just a great house of the North. So I yeah. don't know that they'd have a seat there, but whatever. Yeah. Sure. So, there was a there was there were a couple of randos in there. Yeah. Jan Royce was there. Yep. He was there too. With Robin Aaron. Mm-hmm. Straighten that boy out, man. Yeah. Jan Royce, father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, so in this in this uh in this uh scene. You had a Grey Worm trot out Tyrion. Um, he's a prisoner. And even though Grey Worm says, you're not allowed to speak, fuck you, Tyrion gives a whole impassioned speech about why they should choose Bran, Bran the Broken, Bran the Broken, Bran le- Wheelie Wheelie Legs No Feely as the new king of Westeros. Because... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> People in wheelchairs. Damn it. I'm sorry. Listen, that 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 it was from a tw- it was from a tweet that I saw like, in one of the memes. But anyway, but anyway, um, so Tyrion Tyrion gives like this 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 impassioned illogical speech about how how you know the one criterion for what makes a a good new ruler of Westeros is a is a person with a good story. What was Bran's story? Tell me, enlighten me. What was Bran's story throughout this entire series? Uh, one, I thought I was, I was entertaining. I was entertained by the delivery of Tyrion's speech. No, Peter Dinklage. I mean, you're gonna, Peter Dinklage knocks pretty much yeah, any nah. bullshit that they put in front of him out of the park. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, say that Bran didn't have a good story. He did. He had a good story. You know, the whole trek. To the north, where you know his friends that he totally no longer gives a fuck about dragged his ass for mm-hmm. seasons. Yep. To help him become the three-eyed raven, mm-hmm. that was a good story. Hold Does on. Bran have the? Oh yeah, fucking Holder, man, pour one out. <laughs> I held the door off for this. <laughs> yeah, died for nothing. Uh, it's just that my problem with it is. You know, he had the best story. No, the fuck he did not. He didn't. Get out of here, Tyrion. You yeah. literally have a fucking magic assassin who changes faces mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Sansa's right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she to me, Sansa was the, the logical choice. Yeah, she, she was. She should have been queen. That's what mm-hmm. I was going for from the beginning. And trust yeah. me, I fucking I always hated Sansa. <laughs> yeah. From the very first book, <laughs> I've hated Sansa. But by the end, that's the one character they actually did a decent job of turning me around and, you know, making me say, shit, Sansa's a G. Yeah. All right. You got my respect, Sansa. Yeah. All it took was years of rape and molestation and just awful living. <laughs> Well, but you got my respect. Use a G. I I will say like the the show's framing of Sansa being yes a, a rape survivor and saying that well if that if that didn't happen I wouldn't be where I am right now. That shit is problematic as fuck. I will say. Mm, and I've seen some differing opinions yeah. from people that have actually like, survived rape who agreed with her. 
So or, could, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it could have been stated more elegantly. I suppose, yeah, I, but, I agreed. You know. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think that elegance went out the window when George Fat Fat Martin stopped writing his books. Yeah, counting his money, mm-hmm. spitting chicken bits in people's faces, eating nothing but pie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, so like, and, and, and so Brand had a good story, yes, but not the best story. No, not and by a mile. Like you know, like the the magic assassin, John Snow coming back to life, but then he turned into a plank. Uh, I mean, I get why John, they couldn't nominate John, even though the whole time I'm like, fucking John's the rightful heir. Yeah. He's a Targaryen. Like, why is no one nominating fucking John Snow? At least somebody should have been like, John Snow, y'all. And everybody had been like, man, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, at least they could have had that moment. Yeah. But nobody even fucking did it. No. Which, you know, I didn't like that. Like, that yeah. that's the whole, like, at that point is when my, like, R plus L equals J rage just turned into full. <laughs> <laughs> just it went into fucking 100. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, at that point, I knew that it was over. It, it meant nothing. And yeah. It bothered the hell out of me. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Brand definitely he had a story. Yeah. Wasn't the best. The and- whole... I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. And, and plus, Bran, he's like he's like the kid in the group project who did who did shit. He did absolutely nothing, but still got an A. Okay, that was pretty okay. Much him. Or did he? Because if oh. you think about it, if you really mm-hmm. think about it, this dude. Now we we're gonna have to backtrack to to talk about how they did Grey Worm dirty in this scene. Yeah, this entire scene here. But but. And I have to give, you know, credit to several, you know, people online and, and, you know, stuff that that I've listened to since the episode. But you come away from this and they don't frame it this way. But when you really think about it, are we supposed to think that like Bran Stark is a completely nefarious like villain character? Because when he when he gets asked about being king he goes why do you think i came all this way like he knew what was about to go down yeah so everything that he did up to that point from insisting that sam tell john that he's a targaryen even though in the end it meant totally nothing Mm -hmm. to you know having coming down to the godswood and inviting the the army of the dead to kill most of winterfall all that crap and just sitting there doing nothing uh you know for Arya to come and kill the the night king uh you know we're supposed to believe that him basically telling Jon Snow like not telling him hey bro if you tell your sisters mm-hmm. shit's going to go down it's going to go bad yeah but i'm going to be king though <laughs> <laughs> like he ain't tell Jon that that's right so is everything that he did up to that point calculated for him to end up on the throne? Because he literally turned down being uh, the Lord of Winterfell because he was no longer Brandon Stark. Yeah. And he wasn't even human anymore. I don't really want things anymore. And then at the end of the season, we're supposed to be like, why well, you think I'm here? sunglasses down fucking deal with it (laughs) like like really is he not the fucking biggest villain of the show at that point 
Yeah, the, yeah, my thoughts exactly. That's an excellent point because it's like because when because that's such an odd line to say. Uh huh. And and plus, like if you if you recall back to like one of his visions in the past season, he did see like the shadow of a dragon flying over King's Landing. So like, did he did he see the full extent of that vision and said, "Hey, you know what? If I, if I play my cards right, and not say anything, I can get that throne." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And, and oh my oh my god the writing <laughs> that just break your brain Vic it did <laughs> I'm sorry it did and, and plus like I don't know if the other Starks know like of Sansa or Arya or John like if they knew the full extent of his powers if if Sansa knew the knew the full extent, full extent of his powers like as far as what he could see oh things, that's another thing could, she, she am I supposed to believe that Tyrion just says he's the sum of human history he knows all our stories blah 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 bullshit all this and that mm-hmm. and everybody at the at that meeting is just like oh yeah true yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yeah and and also the fact the fact is, is like each of those each of those uh the Representative. representatives of those great houses they all have you mean to tell me that they would all be so totally cool with right. Sansa being hey you know what just so you know I call dibs on independence I'm cool bullshit and then Yara sits there looking bullshit. like an idiot like wait a minute that was an option for the ironborn <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah and same thing for for Dorney McDornanson Un, literally, their house words are unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Yeah. They Dorn never bent a fucking knee. Ever no. <laughs> they should. They should have been the first to be like, wait, hold up, what? Yeah, we're out of here too, bitch. <laughs> Dorney McDornison out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, all hail King Bran, leader of the one, two, three, four, five kingdoms. Wait, four kingdoms of <laughs> Westeros. <laughs> Yeah, because it was like, because like that with Bran being being the the new king, the fact that he can't sire any kids, can't marry, can't marry anybody. That so. that's a feature, not a flaw. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so or at least Tyrion sold it as such. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you don't remember Joffrey, y'all? not do that again <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know what you know us great house representatives we're gonna elect the leaders from now on and then you had that one se- that one moment where sam was was suggesting total democracy, democracy and they all laughed him out of the damn building <laughs> i actually thought right. of you right then and there like vic's probably just that was funny though i'll give him like that. that also when ed muir stood up that shit had me dying <laughs> and sansa's like uncle Sit down. <laughs> yeah, that had me dying. It it's was like, it was a weird like turn of just mood yeah. for that scene, but it worked for me. Yeah, I gotta say, Edmure's an idiot. So <laughs> true. And so and so it's like, and so like that's just the just the logic of that whole of the decisions made and that scene just broke the entire show and the narrative even sure. further because it's sure. like you have all these all these warring these different kingdoms that have. The equal right for independence. So you mean to tell me that Brand being there doesn't will not instigate a full on war in the future? They they had all said I already, Vic. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, you can't no take backsies. Yeah, yeah. And and Yara's gonna sit there like an idiot, be like, "Well, I made a deal with Daenerys, so you know." I, mean, I, <laughs> I did like that she stood up for Daenerys. So like, Grey Worm wasn't the only one up there, yeah. you know, holding it down for his queen. And so I, I did like that. Yeah. And speaking of Grey Worm, he was just like, I mean, the fact that, you know, 
you know, his his queen, his you know, his his Misa died. He he so he at, at that point just like, hey, you know, just to, just pick a new leader and get it over with. Like, yeah. go. Oh, he oh he he didn't even get a fucking vote. He he did. He's a master of war, right? <laughs> I, I guess hey, that went out the window when didn't it? I'm that. sorry, but it will. I think he was all like, just pick a new leader and die, right? <laughs> like, there's yeah. there's there's a lot more to to go into just how they treated like the one brown dude in the fucking scene. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't like when they did choose Bran, that Graham didn't immediately go like, hold up, motherfucker's brother? Oh hell no! <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Nepotism. He, he couldn't call that out. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Sansa rules the North. You rule the South, Brand, and then John, and then the fact, and, and oh, and, they, this, and this is another thing. So the, if you think about it, at the end of the day, the Tullys, at the end of Game of Thrones, were the most powerful family in Westeros. Sansa rules the North. Mm-hmm. Bran rules the South. Mm-hmm. Titty Milk Boy <laughs> <laughs> rules the Airy. Yep. And uh, Edmure rules the Riverlands. They have four. <laughs> they have, count them, fucking four of the six kingdoms. They do. So, yeah, you can't fuck with the Tullys, bro. <laughs> Stark Tullys win in the end. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how you jerry-rig an election. Yep. <laughs> they straight up electoral college, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to mention, like, Grey Worm, his, his whole thing was like, you know what? We need to we need to have a suitable punishment for Jon Snow, and then it's like well, and then and then the next scene was like Tyrion was like explained to well, well, you know, you know we're just gonna exile Jon Snow to the north. Hold up, hold up, wall. hold up. You didn't mention when Bran told Tyrion that he's his hand now, mm-hmm. and Tyrion's like, I mean, me, <laughs> what? Even though I made Repeating fucked up decisions. Uh, hold up, hold up. I don't want it. <laughs> the third time that like Tyrion was like almost executed yeah did he become somebody's hand that's right yeah they literally just re- repeated that like whole that that mm-hmm. shit had me mad and laughing at the same damn time i'm yeah. like hold up this dude goes from treason to doing the thing he loves the most in the entire like that dude loves being hand of the fucking king yeah. he loves it more than anything yeah. When he was Joffrey's hand, he loved that shit. And Joffrey sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Like like <laughs> he got off so easy. Like Tyrion's the, the the epitome of failing upwards. Yep. Like like he he made like terrible decision after terrible decision. He literally led Daenerys to her doom. He did. If you really think about it, his terrible advice mm-hmm. led her to her doom. Yep. If Daenerys sailed those boats at the beginning of season seven, with them three dragons yep. straight to King's Landing, yep. Queen, mm-hmm. not even a fight, no, not even like a scuffle. Mm-mm. It's done. It's over. Yeah. She's the fucking queen. Mm-hmm. But no, Tyrion. You know, hey, let's not go there. Yeah, let's go do other dumb shit. Yeah, let's uh, we, let's let's totally put our trust in Cersei. She said that she's gonna send us her forces to fight the the, the Night King and his army. Yep. Did the dumbest things, but why was he the hand of the queen? He was hired for his intellect. Some intellect. Yeah. 
they turned him real stupid. Yeah, they did. Sorry, Tyrion. Tyrion was definitely a character that they dumbed down severely. Yeah. After they had no more book material for him. <laughs> the sad part is, is like, you just saw it. Right? Yeah. You didn't even have to like fill in the blanks on that one. Even yeah. though you had to fill in the blanks with a whole yeah. bunch of other shit. It was that so was just bad. there. That they just really dumbed him down. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really bad. That, I agree. And then like getting to Jon Snow's punishment... You know, Tyrion's like, well, it's a compromise. Nobody gets what they want. So, you know, as per Grey Worm's uh, orders, we're going to we're gonna tell Jon Snow to fuck off to the north, like to the wall, to the Night's Watch, which has no purpose. Remember, Jon... he feels at home, I guess. But so that's a good thing for him, maybe? I'm, I'm so happy you get to see the positives, try to see the positives in this situation. <laughs> I agree with Carl. In my eyes, Jon Snow got a happy ending. Was it? I mean, I mean, he, he gets to fuck off in the beyond the wall with his free folk buddies. Yeah, he's fucking Victor. Yeah. They've got nothing to do but turn up. It's the fucking wildling kegger of the century up there. But did we watch eight seasons just for Yo, to turn up on a kegger? Tankards of <laughs> giant titty milk, Vic. <laughs> like, yo, I want that spinoff. That's my Game of Thrones spinoff. That's my sequel. John, John and Tormund turning up up north, getting fucking lit. So Jon Snow and the Titty Milk Express? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> John Tormund and Ghost turning the fuck up up north, building villages mm-hmm. for the wildlings. Because, of course, you know, you got to do the honorable thing. Yeah. And then turning the fuck up in the village pub right after. I guess they can. They, they might as well have like the little Johns turned down for what playing in the soundtrack, right? Everywhere they go. Yes. Why not? You know what? That, you know what? That's that's actually better writing than what D and D gave us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I before that. <laughs> that's not the first time that well, I brought that up when I had this discussion with my boy Jerome the night of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> John Torman and Sir Little John. What? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Up north, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, do you wanna do you, is there anything new over in them comments? I don't know. Uh, no, we said, no, no, no. Nothing new. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that your audience gets their chance to to say their word. Yeah. And so like, yeah, so Jon Snow's punishment is exile. But even though, like, so Grey Worm decides, okay, we're gonna sail, we're gonna sail off to uh, to Nath, right? I guess as he mentioned, Nath, yeah, which is Missandei's uh, home, man. Which you know, according to Game of Thrones lore, Nath is home to like some toxic butterflies, which will kill anybody who's not a native of Nath. So I guess the Unsullied are sailing to their doom. Yeah, yep. yep. Cool. <laughs> That's a fitting end because they made Grey Worm a fucking dumbass. So you know what? Good. Good. They made, they made him a villain, which I, I didn't like in the end. I mean, no. it, it's, the, the man is a eunuch. And he had, he against all odds, found a good woman that loved him. He did. And you chopped her fucking head off. The only woman of color on the show, mind you. So you know what? Yeah. He was justified in his rage. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't mind that he was mad. I am upset that they turned his viewpoint into the evil viewpoint in the show. I didn't like that. Yeah, and and plus like 
And plus, like literally, like after like once the Unsullied like sail off, Sansa and Bran could have been like, "All right, they're gone, John. You're cool. You can stay. You can, you can chill in Winterfell. You know, we got a room for you and everything. You're good. You're good." I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. I like, mean, I if the, the problem is that you know you still got Yara in the Iron Island, she'd be mad. Yeah. You know, she'd be upset. Yeah. John just fucked off and said, I'm going to Winterfell, I guess. I mean, they could spin it well. Your brother your brother gave his life for the cause, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool, right? Word would have gone back to Noth eventually if they did die of butterfly disease in two days. Maybe. You know, don't want Unsullied coming back. True. Fucking shit up. Yeah. Where'd the Dothraki go? Raping and pillaging somewhere. No, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's left of it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Oh god. So yeah, we had I mean, that. I feel like we're meant to infer that all the brown folks just hopped on their boats and all went to Noth. <laughs> that's the feeling I got in the episode. So they all went <laughs> off like to the die. unsullied <laughs> and the Dothraki all went to fucking Noth. So they all just die. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, that that was that was my first interpretation, but again upon thinking about it, I like to believe that they're just raping everyone in the Crownlands. Yeah. You know what? Well, well, yeah. That's the, if, the, if, the, if that's if that's the logical conclusion for the shit writing. You hey, know what? Listen, John's not the only one that deserves to turn up. Hey man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> we will we, we we're not gonna approve of those uh, measures uh, on the show, fictional characters or otherwise. Hey, listen, it is culturally accepted in Dothraki culture. Okay, you're being culturally insensitive right now, Vic. It's rape. Respect the Dothraki culture. It's rape, dude. Rape is rape. I mean, it depends on if you're Dothraki or not, right? The opinions and views expressed by Arasaheda are his and his alone. Do not reflect those of the Codex Prime podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, to you, it's rape. To them, it's post-war loving. So the ending of the episode. Um, so the ending of the episode, which was even more irritating. Um, uh, I, I just, I just want to say, I do not condone rape in any way, shape, or form. Don't do that. It's bad. It's, unless you're Dothraki. So the ending of the episode. So we see. Uh, so we see Tyrion. I see what you're doing. So we see Tyrion. He organizes a small council. You know, setting up the chairs. So it includes inexplicably Bronn, who's now the master of coin. Oh yeah, my boy Bronn. Fuck Bronn. <laughs> Motherfuck Bronn. Like, didn't didn't he have like the crossbow? And he he was gonna go to Winterfell and kill or threaten Jaime and Tyrion, and yeah. then yeah. I guess they're cool now because now he's Lord of Highgarden. He told them that he was gonna kill them unless they doubled Cersei's offer, which was River Run, and Tyrion said, "Oh, double River Run is Highgarden." So they struck a deal. But he has no experience in governing, and he's the master of coin. He's a sellsword. Doesn't and he's the that master sound of familiar? Uh, yeah, it does. I don't okay, even want to get into that. 
That's all I need to say. Just just spray spray tan orange on his face and you get the picture. But anyway, <laughs> so you have uh, Brienne of Tarth, who's also part of the small <clears throat> council, even though even though she is sworn to Sansa. I don't know, but anyway, uh, uh, she became she became the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Um, Kingsguard, yeah. Yep. So uh, that's why she gets a, a seat at the yep. small council. Once uh, I, my interpretation is once Sansa was safe, mm-hmm. I, she didn't really have a need to protect her. I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Sounds valid. Mm, I guess. Yeah. More valid than most other things in this episode. So there you go. Yeah. I so, didn't have a problem with that. Also, Sir Podrick, swinging dick pod, yeah. is a knight. He is. I like Podrick. Podrick was the man. Good for him. Yeah. See, you know, nice guys Nice guys don't always have to finish last, and Pod is a good example of that. That's a good point, Vic. He's humble. He doesn't like to brag. Mm-hmm, His bedroom mm-hmm. prowess is over 9,000, mm-hmm, but he's humble mm-hmm, about it, mm-hmm. and he's a knight. True. Good for him. All true. He should get a spinoff. <laughs> Not written by D and D, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have uh, Sir Davos, the Onion Knight. He's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he survived. Uh, Samuel Tarley, who apparently got a waiver, so now he's Grand Maester. No training required. I mean, Kyburn was excommunicated, and he got to be the Grand Maester. So mm-hmm. there's precedent. Yeah. Also, he's like the only non-dumbass Maester in the Seven Kingdoms. So yeah. Sam. I think Bran made a yeah. yeah. I think Bran made a good choice with that. He did. Sam proved himself. He, I mean, just like you know, Grand Maester really. But anyway, but that's I just he this is earned it. He's the first man to kill a White Walker, Vic. Oh yeah, right. Okay, he figured yeah. out that Dragon Glass is their weakness. He did. He also learned that Jon Snow is a Targaryen at the same time that a man with magical powers did. You know what? I'm going to stick up for my boy Samuel Tarly, okay? Don't you tarnish his name. He earned that shit. You make a good case. Thank you. I allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they make up the new uh, the new King's Council. And then, you know, Bran, in his first council meeting, he's like, you know what? I'm going to find out where that dragon is. Peace out, y'all. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. Also, they keep calling him Bran the Broken. Yeah. But wouldn't you have a problem with that? I would. <laughs> Bran the Builder? I, mean, I don't know. You mean brand the all-seeing eye? Yeah, there you go. You know something cool. Too. You know how they have them long-ass names and stuff. So I mean, something cool like that. Uh, brand the I don't know, fucking human smartphone. I don't. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and so yeah, we and then also like after that after that council scene, you had the one scene where a lot of fans. Bitched and moaned and vetched about this. Yes, John got to pet Ghost. <laughs> you happy now? Fucking dog owners. Can we skip some stuff there? There was a point where Brienne was writing Jamie Lannister's entry into the White Book. He did. As well. I mean, she did, yeah. So that happened. She wasn't petty That was it. somewhat, yeah. No, she, she, that, that struck me as very much in character. Yeah. That's she, something that she would totally do. And Jamie to you was a fuckboy. presented... <laughs> Huh? You forgot that Sam basically presented Game of Thrones season one on DVD. Oh God! <laughs> don't fall. I, that I, was 
How, that was too fucking corny. How hard did your eyes roll at that? Holy <laughs> shit. And Sam didn't even write it. It was some random archmaster. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, like, you're supposed yeah. to make make me believe that Tyrion isn't like, okay, ha, 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 ha. Like, mm. like at some point, somebody should have just been like, psych, we know you literally influenced like, the entire fucking thing. You're the reason why this shit is the way it is, Tyrion. Your fucking terrible advice and everything you did is like, and you've been hand of the king to three fucking people. But no, he didn't get mentioned. Ha 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 ha! So funny. Yeah, <laughs> laugh. Cue the laughter track. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Way, way too corny. Way yeah. too fucking corny. That was. That was. And then at the end, uh, Sansa, she's appointed queen of the North. Arya is getting her Christopher Columbus on. She's gonna explore the New World. Those are the two endings that felt earned to me. Yeah. Like Sansa being queen of the north, like I said, she should have been queen of the seven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. First off, that was actually that was my pick. So I guess so. Wrong. You know, like that yeah. that that felt like yeah. a you know the the correct <laughs> ending to that character's arc. Yeah, that was good. Also, her her dress was on point too. It was. I felt like her outfits all season were fucking bomb. They were. Shout out to the costume designers. Yeah. Sansa can dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um, Karina brings up a point. Uh, Sam also, he cured Grayscale. He did. He did cure the Grayscale. Yeah, he cured Jorah's. Jorah's scraping it he off. Didn't came, yeah, he didn't come up with the solution. He found it in a book, but yeah, he did it. He was man enough to, you know, give it a try. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Then Jorah died for no reason. <laughs> Captain Friendzone. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Friendzone, first of his name. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jorah. Yeah. And so and so we have the last shot with uh John reunited with Tormund, oh, Giants Bane. Yeah, I mean that brought such a big smile to my face. Yeah. And Ghost. And so oh, they they trot off through the wildling woods. So that's it. What did you guys make of that? What was what was your thinking about? When they went up north beyond the wall, what did you think was happening there? I thought I thought basically it was just simply John living with the free folk, like not being tied to the, the Night's Watch because it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, so though he just left for good. Yeah, Carl. Just, I was pretty much done by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's it's this is it. Yeah, this is really it. I I agree with you, Vic. I, I think that they were heading north and never to come back. Uh, I think that, you know, you could also have the interpretation that they were just going up for ranging, but the way that John looks back at the wall and the fact that, like, all the free folk are there, that that's meant to tell us that he's just fucking off and not staying, you know, to to live out that punishment on the Night's Watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, again, that's another thing that's totally on character (laughs) because Jon Snow didn't seem to, you know, really care about oaths all that much throughout the show. <laughs> he kind of did, no. <laughs> he, he had definitely transcended uh, Ned Stark's sense of honor <laughs> by the end of the show. He certainly did. He is Ned Stark's <laughs> nephew through and through. Yeah. He he wasn't about that life. Fuck that. Yeah. Didn't care about titles. So, Nothing. Yeah. I mean, in my Game of Thrones fan fiction, like I said, man, Tormund, Ghost, and John head up north. And just turn up forever. <laughs> the so end. Far. 
Yeah, that's it. just keggers every day. Exactly right. Y'all gonna watch the documentary? On giant, there? giant milk white Russians. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tipsy bartender vi- uh, video where they actually made a giant's milk drink. Nice. So yeah, any other uh, thoughts about the Iron Throne, the final episode of Game of Thrones? Um, positives. This will. This I would say this is in a conversation in a conversation for top top five TV shows. Mm. With a salty, with a you know bad ending, but like overall, I'm not gonna. Me personally, I'm not gonna completely discredit the entire show because of the bat final season. All right. Give it time. Give see it how, time. Yeah. We, well, you're right. We got to see how well it ages. And then Karina actually uh, asked, uh, how do we feel about the uh, prequels and spinoffs? Not interested. Not interested at I don't all. Th- I don't think we, it's necessary. Yeah. Prequels are pointless. I'm interested. Especially uh, th- that that's a world that's very well built. So, if the rumor that the the prequel is going to take place in the Age of Heroes, I am very interested in that. I think that that will be pretty cool. Hmm. I am, despite how lackluster the ending of this show was, I am still down for more adventure in in the world of Ice and Fire for sure. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, but what's what's the next show? Like, what's gonna be the next? Don't know, Carl. That's gotta happen yeah, organically, I mean, man. I guess you I may know, have to you get into well. I've been wanting to get into Westworld. Oh, Westworld is excellent. Do. Yeah, I remember you guys really Jones, and, Jones and Bob oh, for like. I watched the first season. Mm. Season two is good too. Not as good as season one, but yeah. it's good. Okay. And season three is coming out soon. They had a teaser, I think, uh, before Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's coming. I out didn't. Next year. I didn't see it. So. Yeah, um, <clears throat> So I'm, I'm, you you should go ahead because I I have I have to get into some George Fat Fat Martin ranting after, oh. uh, after this. So yes. please go ahead. Um, well, <laughs> uh, with the Iron Throne, um, th- like I said, this this is going down as one of you know the most disappointing television show finales in the history of the medium. Um, I think in two, three, five years time. Um, I think the overall luster of the show will diminish, and I think Game of Thrones will be seen as a show that you know mm. ran it that you know ran its course because of you know bad decisions, creative decisions by D and D, you know, shortening uh, the season seven and eight to thirteen episodes total. Even though HBO said, "Hey, we can give you ten full episodes, full seasons," and they said no because D and D wanted to fuck off and do Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Have, so they can have another trilogy to ruin. So, <laughs> so I think I think. But you feel good as a Star Wars fan. Y- you know what? <laughs> just just give me episode nine and let me die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think I think this this season. I think with with uh, the writing and, and everything. Once once the dust settles and everything settles in, I think for me, it does ruin the replay value of the previous seasons because it's like you know That's where fair. everything's leading and then. That's fair. It shows that thematically, none of the themes, none of the motifs, none of it mattered because of this ending. And when you have a show that says, yeah, you know, they, who cares about the ending? It's about the journey and the characters we met along the way. Fuck you. We, <laughs> I, I experienced that shit with Lost. I'm not going to go through it again. You don't get a pass, D&D. So, and, and also to give further context, you look at 
Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, look at you look at season one, ninety one percent. Season two, ninety six percent. Season three, ninety six percent. Season four, ninety seven. Season five, ninety three. Season six, ninety four. Season seven, ninety three. Season eight right now has sixty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And then you look at season eight's episodes, which had a drop off from ninety two percent from episode one to the last episode, which has forty eight percent, which is the second lowest rated episode in the history of the show. The first being the bells. At forty-seven percent. Wow. So that that's the tale of the tape right there. I mean, this show to me, to sum it all up, Game of Thrones is like the Dallas Cowboys of television shows. How'd I know you was gonna do okay. that? <laughs> and I'm sure no, no, no. Oh <laughs> shit. Fuck. Fuck you. A show <laughs> a show that began with enormous Championship success, awards after oh, awards shit. after awards. So many fans, you know, game of Westeros Nation oh, for life. And then all of a sudden, they they plummeted from championship success all the way down to loser mediocrity. And guess what? And they became and they became a laughing stock. We were right to point and laugh at D at D and D and Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nowadays, what just like Game of Thrones fans years from now. What are Cowboys fans doing? We them boys. We them boys. Six rings. It's going to happen one day. We go into the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, we are. But anyway, you know what? You're gonna Got him. I'm about to make you eat those words. Because, you know, I'm going to skip uh, question of the week. Uh, this week, this is where everybody, shout outs to Patty and um, Ed from the Party Nerds. We had a poll this week. Yes. The Grand Hawaiian Pizza po- Poll. Yes. And out of 861 votes, mm-hmm. uh, where's the numbers at? Here we go. 407 people said yes, mm-hmm. while 454 said no. That's all right. Therefore, you are the loser. That's all right. Oh. The fact that it's so close tells you something right there. So, my friend. What's up? You- I told you 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 had to eat something of my choice. Now I decided to be very lenient on you. We didn't shake on this. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. You brought him king. It's not a punishment. I had to. I would have had to eat a Hawaiian pizza on the air. What the fuck is that? Triple oh. stacker, boy. Oh shit. Oh. Triple oh, stacker. Shit. What the fuck is that? Triple Ooh. stacker. <laughs> oh my! I'm not eating. Bullshit, man. Uh, yo, you gotta be a man of your word, Vic. That, yo, that's some prime king right there. <laughs> just one bite, right? Just one bite. Just one bite. Big old bite. <laughs> Fuck, man. Mm. Okay, it wasn't the fast food. Mm. Lasagna. It wasn't the fast food lasagna. <laughs> okay, I'll, I have to let yeah, people that thing know. That's crazy. I have not eaten Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's since 2010. That's wow. why. That's why I just chose this because I was gonna. That's think impressive, of actually. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Yeah, nice, you know right? how long it's been since I ate Burger King? What, two days? <laughs> it's been it's been a while since I ate Burger King. This is loaded with trans fats, GMOs, God knows what. My body is a tabernacle. It is a sanctuary. It is a it is a synagogue. It is a it is a mosque. Hey, it is man. a church. You Temple. lost you lost the bet, Vic. You gotta be a man of your word. Don't be a Jon Snow. I don't want it. 
Yes, John Haponic, Carl rigged a vote. But you I know what? Not. I did be, not. You be a Ned Stark. Don't be a Jon Snow. Come on. I am a man of my word. Monet, I'm sorry for this, but um, <laughs> I'm going to have to take off my ring for this one. Oh, no, you're not. You don't need to do that. It's okay. The, the, now you just be an extra. The burger is not going to defile More your ring. More extra than Jon Snow season eight. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not touching the Yo, shit. He's going to finish that sandwich after he takes that bite. He's like, mmm, 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 that king. <laughs> this this is it. not real meat. <laughs> Yo, Hardy, Hardy, just bite right into it. Bang, bang. Scared. Big old bite. Big old manly <clears throat> bite. Come on, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Marka. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. Did you smell America? I can see, see it in his face. He's really enjoying this. It's like a oh, this is weird. It's like like a like a sensual experience smile, going yeah, on right now. It's like the cheese is titillating his Listen, senses. I have gotten like requests for like mm, worse stuff. The onions this are tastes, tickling his palate. This tastes like shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is unhealthy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Yo, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good to be bad, Vic. Sometimes it's good to be bad. Ain't gonna kill you. While Victor, uh, well, Victor gorges on delicious, delicious triple patties of king meat. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and have a conversation. Sound off. <clears throat> At the end of the day. We all have our problems with the showrunners of Game of Thrones. David Venioff and D.V. Weiss. But. After everything. After the entire debacle that was Game of Thrones season 7 and season 8. Even though HBO offered them as much budget as many episodes and as many seasons as they wanted and they said nah fuck that 13 episodes that'll do it i can't bring myself to hate them because the real problem is george fat fat martin germ if you will this motherfucker had himself four books published. Yes. When the show first aired. Within a year of the show's starting air date, a fifth book was published. Mm-hmm. He then had nine years to release at least one more book. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't be bothered. He couldn't bring his fat sausage fucking fingers (laughs) to write another page of the Song of Ice and Fire, y'all. Can I hate the D&Ds? No. They didn't sign up to write Game of Thrones fan fiction. They signed on to adapt a work of fiction. 
a work of art and that bastard screwed them over just like he screwed the rest of us so don't fall for his lies because after this people are saying you know who the real winner of game of thrones season eight is george rr martin germ <laughs> germ's the real winner because now he can come out with the books and save the day fuck that this is his. This problem is a problem of his creation to begin with. If he hadn't fucked us all over and released the books like he was supposed to, we'd have ourselves a great show with fantastic writing and a wonderful ending. That's right. Speak on it. So fuck him. Mm-hmm. I've hated him for years. I hate him now. But I want those books so fucking bad. Just write them, you piece of shit. I did get an IGN tweet that said that they won't come out. They will be out no later than 2020. It's, it's a fucking lie. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Just, he is a sack of garbage. <laughs> a sack of wonderful writing garbage. And I hate him. And I always will. But give me your books. God, I hate you. The Dr. Dre's Detox of Literature. Duke Nukem Forever. Ugh. Well, at least Duke Nukem Forever came out. Ugh. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I just just to give my thoughts on the actual show instead of just talking about germ. I think the worst thing is that 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 episode ended, mm-hmm. and after ten plus years of fandom, after reading all five of those books and being hyped the entire way. I felt nothing. Mm. It was fine. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Some characters got decent endings like I talked about Mm -hmm. throughout the show. I felt nothing. Mm. And that's the worst thing of all. Nothing. Well said, Iris. And, And you know what? I will say... uh you know, I was listening to one of the uh, vintage episodes uh, earlier, um, episode thirty-eight, "A Song of Pain and Ire." Damn, that's a real throwback. Yeah, where where Maurice, sh- shoutouts to him. You know, went on an impassioned rant about George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. and had a whole manifesto mm-hmm. which he changed five times mm-hmm. about. Was not- that like the whole episode? <laughs> he still, he still, he still hates Germ. Yeah. Still hates him to this day. I don't. I don't blame him. And he he does. He hasn't watched the show at all, right? No, he actually watched the entire thing. He caught up. Yep, he changed his mind. He caught all the way up. He oh. watched all the way to the end. I got oh, a text. Man. I he got sure text. did. Oh man! I got to text him and tell him to email the show. What were, what were his thoughts? <laughs> he was disappointed like the rest of us. He hated it. Yeah, I don't blame he, him. He hated this entire season. He's glad it's over. He enjoyed everyone's pain. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, if had Maurice stuck with his guns and, you know, refused, continued refusing watching the show, I would have said, dude, you were right this whole time. <laughs> you were right all along and we didn't listen. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. He is He is the pioneer of the fuck germ movement. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <He did get laughs> shout out to you, Maurice. Yeah. And he also got banned from one of his, uh, I think from his, uh, his forums. Forum. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. So, yeah, Game of Thrones. What a disappointment. It's just it's in the past now. Yeah, first, 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 uh, this finale, and then me ruining my health and sanctity with 
this this shit right here. You'll survive. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Don't lie. I saw I saw your face. You've eaten a roasted pig before. Yeah. Be fine. Yo, sometimes it's all right to eat something bad, Vic. Listen, man. I don't I don't want to be one of the mouth breathers out there. I understand. It's fine. It's been since what 2014? You said. Uh, 2010. 2010. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right to indulge every once in a while. It's just like alcohol, Vic. It's like alcohol, Vic. Everything in moderation. You remember when you didn't used to drink alcohol? Yeah. You learned. Yeah. Alcohol's okay in moderation. Right. It's like that big old burger right there. But it's not going to kill you. Just one. But this, this is this is full of trans fats, GMOs. Mm -hmm. You know, this is genetically engineered by some mad scientists. This isn't real meat. This isn't. This isn't. These aren't real sesame seeds. This, this ain't real bacon. The cheese looks all. The cheese looks like fucking Ronald McDonald jizzed in it. I don't know. <laughs> this is not a real burger. It doesn't taste like a real burger. It, it doesn't have that home cooked sizzle. Listen, the king worked hard to make that burger. Don't you? Don't you badmouth the king. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, Victor Omoyo is too good to be eating fast food swill. T-Rex. All right? Victor Omoyo does not debase himself with the king or Mickey D's or Wendy's. All right? I have a palate. I'm a foodie, for God's sakes. Okay. And foodies don't eat fast food swill. I disagree. I would consider myself a foodie. Sometimes you just gotta fill your belly, man. Fuck it. I fill my belly with with healthy food, healthy eating, well seasoned, mm-hmm. well cooked. Mm-hmm. All right, good tasting and good for you. So you just eat home cooked meals, Vic? Is that what you're saying? Well, not just home cooked meals, but you know, if I go out, I go out to choice restaurants. Okay. But what if you just need a quick meal? Where you go? I'll hit up like Dave's Marketplace, get one of their prepared foods, or um, I'll go to you know. Trader Joe's, get one of their, you know, little prepared little jobbies real oh, quick. What was the, mm, the cheddar? Like the frozen cheddar. meals at Trader Joe's that are full of the sodium? Those meals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd imagine Trader, Trader Joe's and these, they're pretty far out. I, if you need some, like, I, can't, I can't hate on Dave's. I got a Dave's like three minutes from my house, so yeah. I'd, be, I'd be eating me some Dave's. They got good pizza there. They do. They really do. And uh, John Haponic says, uh, think of all the hungry people in the world, Vic. Finish the burger. Yeah. Don't, don't be like the mouth breathers. Yeah. That burger has your name on it. John, don't be an instigator. Yo, he's absolutely he's right. Fight. He's absolutely right. For once, You're wasting food. Yeah, yeah. That's shameful. This is not food. This is genetically engineered bullshit designed to poison right. the masses. This, this food makes you dumber. All right? This food is a conspiracy. This is Soylent Green. There's a homeless person <laughs> outside right now who could be dying for that. Then give it to that motherfucker. <laughs> Not after you bit into it, Vic. What does it think we're savages? I'll, I'll, I'll cut the piece off. And then, you know. <laughs> what did our parents used to say? There's starving children in Somalia. There's starving children here. <laughs> And Vic does not give a fuck. Hey, hey, don't, don't twist it around. Sad. Anyway, um, any any uh, any wrap any closing thoughts to wrap up everything? Um, we can. I'm not gonna go through um last week's question of the week because um they're all predictions and yeah pretty much everybody was wrong. 
Okay. <laughs> right so on. I'm just going to say, you know what, to re- truly wrap up Game of Thrones, out of all eight seasons, what was your one favorite moment? Hmm. That's tough. One favorite moment. Hmm. <clears throat> when Arya killed Walder Frey. So I'm say that's right up there, man. I'm say that's a good one. That's a really freaking good one. I, I hard home maybe hard home was really freaking good. That was mm. probably my that might be my favorite battle from the entire show. Mm. That was really well shot. It made sense. It wasn't on some bullshit. There were real character stakes. Mm. Miguel Sapochnik did a fantastic job. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say hard home. Nice. That was awesome. I, I have to go with Battle of the Bastards. Hard Home was better. I had too much fun watching Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Friggin' Rick and, Rick and Stark was more useful than Bran. <laughs> man, but all right, man. But yeah, man, Aris, thank you so much for uh, joining us once again. No doubt, man. It's you good know. to be back. Yeah, for this uh, Game of Thrones uh, counseling event session <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um yes uh, yeah, we I'll, all dedicated a lot of our lives and fandom to it so it's, it's good to close it all out yeah indeed also uh shout outs to all of our uh our lovely viewers and listeners uh this month marks the four year anniversary of the codex prime podcast wow so yeah, yeah. four years for y'all it's my anniversary is a little later but <laughs> that's right that's yep. true and uh, yeah, you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Wait, so there there was no audience feedback about the final episode? Like, no, nobody said anything about how they felt about it? Um, in, in I'm comments. curious. Okay. Right, I'm just curious, you know, just curious about the whole... I mean, those numbers you put up pretty much tell the story, but yeah. I was just curious sort of what the temperature was. Pissed, yeah. didn't watch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yep. Fair enough, YouTube listener. Yeah. So yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, mean Before bo- you go, you should take one more bite. I'm not taking one more bite of this shit, man. I'm fine with it. I'm, I've moved on. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I moved on as well. So yeah. So yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Peace out, y'all.